Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picturebook Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks podcast. Um, I'm so excited to welcome my very special guest to the pod this week. He's Managing Director of Preston Insurance Brokers, independent insurance broker based in Brighton, helping all types of businesses and people in and around Sussex and across the UK, from startups to multinational client spanning from Brighton to Preston in Lancashire. He's also an awesome drummer in rock band Planet Trouser. No drums in the studio today though, mate, eh? Uh, I not. <laughs> He is a businessman who does everything with the utmost integrity and genuinely one of the nicest people I've had the pleasure of knowing and doing business with. I'm delighted to welcome my, my guest today, Mr. Noel Preston. Hi, Sam. How are you doing, mate? Mate, great to have you cool. on. Can I, can I bottle that intro, please? Mate, you're in, you're in. <laughs> oh, mate, it's all true. And look, great, Listen, really pleased that you decided to come on, mate. It's great. And um, look, we're going to delve straight in. Um, right. Just start by telling the listeners a little bit about uh, yourself and your business journey. Yeah, business journey. Um, very kind of customer service based, actually, from the start. I think first ever job was uh, working in a fruit and veg uh, shop. Um, so that was that was at the coal face, I suppose. Um, and then kind of followed on from there, worked at Next Retail, uh, B Jams, if anyone ever remembers that. It's called Iceland now. <laughs> yeah. Just show me age a little bit. Um, and then went on to work for NatWest for a few years, ended up at General Accident, um, purely because... And my girlfriend at the time suggested that um, Friday nights were good fun and that I'd get in a football team. So that was <laughs> that was my route into insurance. Um, and uh, it turned out to be okay. So, And then about two years later, ended up going to work for brokers and another independent brokers. And then the opportunity came about, uh, yeah, nearly nine years ago uh, to set up set up Preston Insurance Brokers. So, yeah, in a very potted history, that's about it. Cool. So what... what um but where, where to start when starting your own business? Then talking about that and Preston Insurance, was that just out of what got you to that stage in nine years ago, where you sort of thought to yourself, you know what, um, well, I'm working in insurance, but I want I could do this better, or, or I want to do my own thing, or what, what was what was the thought process there? Yeah, it was really. I, I was with a, an independent brokers for like seventeen and a half years, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and had a really, you know, I really enjoyed it there. Had a really good career there. Uh, looked after loads of different areas of the business. So whether it be commercial, commercial schemes, high net worth, high net worth schemes, personal schemes, uh, sports schemes. Uh, looked after all the different areas of the business and always relatively successfully. And I think it was really just a case of um, not wanting just to do the same job for the rest of my career. Yeah. And uh, the opportunity to go to the next stage wasn't there, not because of uh, performance, but just because... There wasn't an opportunity, and um, you know, I was on the golf course with what is now my business partner, <laughs> and he just said, "Kind of, how are things going?" I said, "Well, okay, you know, I'm not kind of unhappy necessarily, but I want to do something else." Yeah. And he just said, "Oh, have you ever fancied doing it on your own?" Um, and that was kind of the the start of it, really. So, so he helped me kind of set it up, and we kind of went. That was in about, I suppose, June, July, 2012, and yeah. kind of four months later. Also, wow. we we started the business, and so, so did it never really like so going back like sort of at school when you was younger. Did that ever cross your mind about thinking like when you were growing up saying oh, I'd like to run one day my own business or that not it was it more like you got into that career and then from that it was it was born out of I'm gonna start. No, I think inherently there there was always that um, kind of desire. 
Um, my grandfather used to run his own business, um, and I always used to kind of look at him and think, well, he works really long hours, but he's got quite a good life out of it, and he always provided excellently for his wife and his family and stuff. So, yeah, I think always inherently, um, and also probably a bit of stubbornness in, in that, you know, we all think we can do it better, can't we? Um, but I'm a great believer you can learn from anybody. You can learn from the people you work with. Uh, you can learn to the people that report to you. You can learn from anybody. So, um so yeah, when the opportunity came to do it, and especially kind of in my hometown, yeah. um, it was um, yeah, why not? Let's give it a go. Right, amazing. And and I sort of mentioned obviously in the intro about sort of integrity, um, which is something I know we've sort of spoke about it offline a bit and about, but just the, I guess the thing from leaving that company and and starting up on your own. Can you tell me a bit about that? Because I know that, that that word comes up quite a bit, I think, from, from my point of view in this, that, that story of you, of how you sort of done that. Yeah, and, and this is no uh, negative reflection on where yeah. I worked before. It, it, it's just kind of my way. I think I've, uh, I've always tried to be as open and honest as possible. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd much rather, I think, you know, a conversation we had before that I think you're kind of pertaining to was, you know, I'd, I'd much rather lose out on something mm. um, but be honest and open about how I'm doing business yeah. than win something but in the wrong way. Yeah. And I think reputation in, in any industry um, is is key. Yeah. You know, good news can travel very quickly, but bad news, as we all know, travels faster. So, But it's not really that that drives it. It's just, um, you know, being able to live with yourself and go to bed at night with, 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 without kind of thinking that yeah. you've done anything other than be completely, uh, you know, uh, have the integrity completely. So. I love that. Oh, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I interviewed recently. I interviewed Kathy Catton as well from from Brian Jim. We talked a little bit about um, that and the narrative. I think that potentially, certainly, I, I remember first getting into business and that sort of narrative of it potentially being that you've got to be this hard-nosed, ruthless business person to, to succeed and get there. And like I said, the conversation we're, we're sort of alluding to that we, we spoke about. And I was like, I just. I'm not that way inclined, so mm. I, don't, I, I think does that mean that I can't be a successful businessman? I can't, I can't do that. And I think for 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 me that it doesn't have to be that narrative. You can be. I think exactly that integrity and and honesty is two values I hold really dear. I guess perhaps while we're we become very good friends and stuff, but I, I, I do. I, just seeing how you you go about it, and when we was talking about that, it just really come out to me that that is exactly how you are and it's an amazing like you said in fact you can get we can go to sleep at night and not have to worry yeah i think also um you know you're your own person you i think sometimes in in large organizations um and again i'm, I'm not necessarily kind of harking back to my my previous life but you know you can perhaps be in an environment where people are asking you to be someone other than yourself and I always find that that lacks a bit of sincerity anyway when when that happens so kind of when I started the business it was very much right warts and all here (laughs) this is who you're going to get and it's it's really refreshing that um you know I can be like that um and and I would hope that anyone who's met me knows that if they meet me during business and during pleasure that I'm still Noel. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things in our in our business, full stop, is you know none of us take ourselves too seriously, yeah. but we just take what we do really seriously because uh, ultimately we're protecting businesses. Yeah, amazing. No, I, lo- I love that because it is like you said. I think ultimately, 
And I guess one of the reasons I started a podcast, and for me, is, is trying to learn from people like yourself and learn from guests that, that sort of come on about, because I guess I, we're all on a bit of a journey, but it's ultimately that we want to want to li- leave an authentic life, I guess. Yeah, is, and I think you know, going back to that point you made about like kind of being, you got to be hard nosed and 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 you know aggressive or whatever as a business person. I think that was something that was always levied at me in in my previous life, not negatively, but just oh, you've got a hard nut boy and yeah. and all of this and 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 I thought, well, do I? <laughs> do I? You know, can I not be successful in business and and be nice? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, be a pleasant person yeah. and 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 so I think the hardening up and honesty sometimes mixed. You know, you can mm. be honest without being a git. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> you know, I, absolutely. Um, and um, and yeah, so that that's that's certainly the kind of how yeah. we like to lead. Amazing, oh, I love that. Um, well, I wanted I wanted to talk. Obviously, we mentioned running running a business can be tough in in times as we know, especially I guess the last, as as lots of people coming upon and, and alluded to the last eighteen months to two years has certainly thrown it in its challenges. But um, I just wanted to talk to you about some challenges you faced over the last nine years and and just how you've sort of um, responded to them and how that's sort of looked. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a few. I mean, I think um, starting up to start with is, is a challenge in its yeah. own right. Um, and then, you know, you get all these things thrown at you, like all the stats that however many percent of businesses and new businesses fail in the first three years. And yeah. so that was a bit of a, whoa, thank God for that after three years. <laughs> yeah. um, not that we didn't have confidence in ourselves, but at the same time, you know, those kind of stats can sometimes be... You know, a little bit on your shoulder, yeah. but um, so yeah, yeah, that in itself was a challenge, but one that kind of we rode through, which which, which was good. I think um, you know, you've then got the challenge of employing the right people, yeah. and um, I, I, you know, we haven't had anyone leave Touchwood since since we started, and we're now up to eight. Um, and the plan was always to kind of grow every year that we needed to add another person, and it's kind of eight years in, and we have got eight people, and we're probably going to have to employ somebody come early part of next year so yeah that that, that's a challenge i think covid obviously um was a big challenge and that was you know we decided not to furlough anybody um but it was it was a seven day a week operation for for a long time and you know we had people working from home we had members of staff having you know little wobbles you know myself included um but we got through it and and i think because of the way that we approached it and how we got back to clients quickly even if it was with bad news Mm. um, but offering support and help where we can um, that just has meant that we've had loads of referrals and 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 introductions and recommendations since which has been fantastic but and so yeah yeah and then you have the personal challenges and and um, you know that they can be a bit telling as well. Can you talk about I mean obviously I know we've sort of spoken of with obviously Archie and stuff like that, and maybe just talk a little bit about what happened there with and, and the period. Obviously, um, he was obviously um, diagnosed with cancer, wasn't he? And mm. so just just talk a little bit about that. And, and obviously, I know you had to take a bit of time out of the business at that point, but just talk a, a little bit about that period. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, as you would expect, you know, no one's ever expecting things like this to happen. Yeah. But yeah, he was diagnosed with uh, with a form of bone cancer in um, it, it was a, a week or two before his, uh, sorry, month or two before his fourteenth birthday. Um, so kind of March seventeen, mm. 
And um, yeah, it, it, it was a, a bolt out of the blue. I think uh, we were only a relatively small team then. We were th- there was only three of us, but one just about to join. Yeah. Um, and it was a case of well, what we're going to do, um, because obviously, first and foremost, family comes first, and, yeah. and yeah. especially in, in in that kind of scenario and situation. So we just kind of sat down as a team, and I I just said, listen, you know, I'm, I'm going to be away quite a bit here mm. but I'll always tell you when I'm going to be away um, and we'll just need to kind of muck in as much mm. as we can and we obviously had targets that we'd set for the year as any business when you set an income uh, target there's an expenditure target that's gone yeah. with it um, but to be fair you know a lot of that kind of goes out the window yeah, a little sure. bit but it was um, yep it was personally and emotionally challenging Um and yes, I, I didn't spend as much time in the business as, as I would normally through that year. Um, but we still came out of it at the end of it. Whilst we didn't hit the targets, we still grew uh, by a small percentage. Um, so whilst we were behind our kind of plan uh, to still grow in those circumstances mm. is testament to no one other than the, the people that were there helping me. And, and that was, um, you know, the staff... Um, the clients, a lot yeah. of the clients were just hugely patient and, yeah. and understanding um, and obviously my family and, yeah. and the like. So, um, yeah, big challenge and um, sometimes what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, um, yeah, whilst we came out of it with a few scars, um, yeah, he's still with us Amazing. and the business is still going, um, the first being far more important than the yeah. second. Amazing, mate. Thank, thanks for sharing that. And uh, I think... A few things I'll just to take out of that, like uh, amazing, um, obviously journey, but and, and being able to share that. But just I think what, what, what I've heard, obviously, just in the beginning of part of the podcast, is the level of communication that you seem to have with everybody around you. So whether that be staff, family, clients, that's obviously something that's really important to you. And being like, like you said, back to the whole openness, honesty. Being able to talk like that and 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 being on it, people will respond to that. And like you say, I think we're going to delve into a little bit about culture and stuff in a little while. But I I think from what I'm getting from that, by being being open, honest, authentic, I'll keep using that word, but being open, honest, authentic, that you you people will respond to that and you create then culture comes with that. So you've got like you said, whether it be a small team, a large team, whatever it is, by you as a leader, I guess being able to speak to them about the position that you're in personally, but this is where we need to be and still being able to grow in that sense and do that. That's, that's amazing, I guess, and from a mindset point of view as well, like gotta be very strong minded and, and be able to deal with both that personally because other people I guess maybe at a time might not be able to deal with that so it's, it's, it's well there's also an impact on them yeah of you course. know it's uh, because you know the, uh, and, that, and I was really empathetic in that respect that you know it, it would have been as much of a bolt out of the blue for them as as news as as, as it was for me mm. um, and you know immediately if you're a member of staff in that scenario you're thinking oh Christ what's going to happen next you know mm. Is he just going to pack up and sell the business, or uh, what am I going to do? I don't know how to do this and the other. He does all of this during the day, which none of us even know he does. And blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, it's going to be a nightmare, you know. So I was before I even had the conversation, I kind of tried to put myself in their position um, and try and understand that, that if I was 
you know, a member of the team, how how I would feel. But we try and encourage that openness. And as I say, the last year and a half with COVID and everything, we have had some some wobbles. And but people have opened up and spoken. Even if it's not been to me, it's been to my manager Aaron, uh, who who looks after the team on a day to day basis. And I think yes, we've always been a massively well communicative team, um, and also out with to clients as well. Yeah. Um, but. That's been the biggest challenge, you know, the working from home, the not being in the in the office altogether at the same time, those asking those quick questions yeah. that you can get quick answers for, yeah. and um, I've I've really missed that from a personal point of view, mm. and um, you know we're we're slowly, you know, we've now got all the team coming back one day a week, but all oh, together, no. yeah, 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 so no. everybody can see everybody at least once a week, and yes, I've failed on the communication bit a little bit since we've all been working from home because it's not out of sight, out of mind, but just you just kind of in your own little bubble cracking yeah. on with stuff and then suddenly you think, crikey, I haven't spoken to Louisa for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, Oh my God, you know. And it's not all one way, you know, she could have called me, but, yeah, yeah. but that, that's just an example, yeah. Because yeah. um, so I guess a it's a challenge, isn't it? Because like the, the, I've spoken a lot about this and obviously such a relevant subject we've not, talked about in a magazine and on podcasts and stuff but the working from home sort of scenario how many some people have gone look we've really embraced it it's really worked for our business great uh, I, I was speaking to um, I think you know Andy Parsons Yellow Architect they, mm. they've gone from having an office and literally going completely remote and he's building his business back up on a remote basis, that's how he's gonna, and that works for them and works. You know, you know um, I think every, like you say, every business and every team are different, aren't they? And it's what, and I guess depending what industry you're in potentially. But I remember obviously coming into the office prior to COVID, and you know having the team there and you all there in there together, and obviously there's a bit of a buzz and a, 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 around. And like you say, I guess it must. Uh, we've sort of spoke offline, and there is that the, them difficulties potentially with. I guess just our own mindset's getting used to going, right, I'm working from home, I'm not seeing people, this is how, how mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's, um, it can be, like I say, it's just interesting to see the different dynamic. But So you're saying that you are now coming back into the office, is the plan to come back in full-time eventually, all of you, or will you no. just... No, no, no. We, I mean, we've always been, or we've always tried to be really flexible as an employer. Mm. Um, you know, we had people on different hours, starting hours and finishing hours mm. to take into consideration kind of traffic and, yeah. and travel, etc. So we, we, we'll never change from being that kind of flex, flexible employer. Um, ideally, it would be great if everybody was in five days a week because that's how I grew up in, in, in business. Yeah. And the amount I learnt from being within a team culture, yeah. um, I, would, I probably wouldn't have been able to start my business if I hadn't have grown through that. Yeah. through that way um but i you know i'm also very open to change yeah and my key thing is if you've got happy staff yeah then they're going to do a good job for you yeah. i think that's kind of like human nature yeah. you know don't get me wrong i think depending on the size of the business you're always going to get some people who take the mick yeah of course um of course. but you know that just has to be identified and dealt with in the yeah. right way unfortunately we don't have any of those um and it works for people. And what we've said is that we're going to have that one day a week in the office where everyone comes in. But if you want to come in more, come in more. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we we want to make sure people don't disconnect. And after lockdown finished, we, we had our first get together for over a year where we went down to shelter halls and had a few drinks and, and, and far too much food. <laughs> um, but, you know, 
almost without exception, everyone was, oh, I, f- I forgot how nice it was actually to speak to Chris or yeah. or to see Nikki or, 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 or whatever. So, and then we had a strategy day uh, about a month later as to, you know, roles, responsibilities, how we're going to go the way forward, how it's going to work yeah. with this hybrid working. Um, and again, everyone was really good and communicative and um, just working really well together as that team. So I think, again, they kind of noticed and recognised that they're stronger together than they, than they are individually. Yeah. And so coming back one day a week hopefully wasn't too much of a problem for them and, mm. and, and they saw that as a positive. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's like you say, I guess as, as owners it's, and leaders, it's for us to, like you said, for us to be able to adapt and accept that. I think, you know, go back, like just, I guess, how you saying how you was brought up within that industry, that nine to five, I come in at nine, I finish at 5.30 and that's my role when I go in and do that. So, and that was just how things were. That's how I think the business world was and how we sort of looked at it. I think if anything, COVID's moved it. Technology's brought things forward a lot and you're mm-hmm. able to go, well, okay, we don't necessarily have to. And I guess it's that main thing for me, I think, with the working from home and I get it's the trust thing as well, isn't it? It's being able to go, right, you don't actually have to sit in front of me nine to five to know that you're doing your job. I know what you're doing when you're, if you're working from home or not. Like, I trust you to do a good job. But you're going to, if people are, are not doing what they're supposed to, you'll be able to speak to them whether they're working from home or not. I guess that's the that's the thing. And it's by being a little bit more open and, and I guess, flexible in that sense that you hopefully get the best out. Because we don't all necessarily work best from nine to five mm. so obviously sometimes a business requires you to to be active during them times but if someone answers a client at eight o'clock that night but then you know um maybe had an hour off earlier or a couple of hours off during the day at some point is that necessarily a bad thing and i guess that's what for me that flexibility the, the narrative out there that we can just work um, <coughs> Uh, more of a lifestyle a rat business around our lifestyle as long as that job's being done uh, yeah as long as the job's being done but one of the things that we say to our our guys is that absolutely you know with, with everything you said there again having the flexible approach um but understanding that you know if you are uh, working at, or doing something for a client at eight o'clock at night um that's impacting you mm. but it's not impacting anybody else mm. but if you then take two hours out of the morning that impacts the rest of the team because there's one less person to answer the phones if one of your clients gets in contact someone else has got to deal with it so it's and that's not me saying you've got to think about that from a business point of view or or, or even think about it from a client perspective but very much what's the impact going to be on your team members Um, so I want the flexibility to be there but I also want each member of the team to respect each other and understand the impact and if they all do, then yeah. then that's not a problem. And and that's then again that's really interesting because that's again I guess down to accountability, isn't it? Because um, like you said, if you're and that is, it's great because again it's just, it all leads back into the like, like I say we're sort of delving into the whole idea about culture um, and how you've sort of grown obviously to eight members of staff now and a different member each year. And I guess like you say, you've created a culture within the company as it is now where there is that okay there is flexibility but ultimately we are a team and you're going to come into this team and be part of it to help us deliver so almost like I, I, after as we're both sports fans we talk, use obviously a football analogy I guess but but you know if you if if you, if you don't do your job at that particular time you're going to let your teammate down hmm. and that's 
And it's funny, when we did the strategy day, we, mm. we, we absolutely used the football analogy. Yeah. So basically, the client handlers were the, were the defenders. Aaron, who's the manager, was the central midfielder. Yeah. And me and Paul... I've we were, seen Aaron play on football. He's not a central midfielder. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Normally, he'd be on the bench, yeah. but you know, there's always an exception to the rule. He'll love that as well. Um, but no, um, so yeah, so he, but he's integral to, to, to join up. Yeah, uh, you know, the handlers with the execs and... Yeah. and 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 make sure that everything works and and it was very much kind of giving them this vision that right you're the defenders mm. yeah if you don't do your job and, and we let, let in goals or lose clients mm. yeah from a service point of view then we've got to go out and score more goals yeah. and pick up and it's not easy going and getting new business yeah. you know fortunately we've we've done a good job of that mm. but it's time consuming mm. Um, it's hard to build the relationships. You know, we're not big salesy, salesy people. Yeah. So we're very much kind of build the relationships as a, as opposed to hard sell. Um, so it's kind of it was getting them to understand that, but also that if we got a corner, it wouldn't stop one of them coming up and getting a goal themselves. So you know, everyone can contribute, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's how we kind of try to clarify the roles and the responsibilities of the team. And um, yeah, I think it worked. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, lo- I love that. And it is, it's obviously, like I say, you've created that thing. And it, like you say, looking at, at getting another person in, in or obviously potentially in the new year. So what, what, tell me a bit more maybe then about the values of someone walking into that thing. What is the type of things that you look for for that to, for them to fit into that culture? Because you've obviously got quite a, I guess, from honesty, communication, integrity, the type of things that you mentioned earlier um, for yourself. And as the business has grown, you're surrounding yourself by people that share those values and things. So I guess is that something that you look for, that person's got to come in and fit into that that culture? Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, really. Um, we'll employ first and foremost on um, personality mm. and and who, who the individual is and, and how they are and... Um, you know, if you get somebody with the right attitude and aptitude and you know humanity, yeah. um, then you can train the insurance stuff yeah, yeah, because sure. they, they'll they'll get that they'll pick it up. I mean, generally, who we've insured to date, they, they've all had some kind of insurance experience, albeit sometimes just a year. Mm. So, but we we put everyone through a training program and we identify what the needs are at the beginning of the year and set them the objectives for the training and support them with paying for exams and we've only got one who's currently working towards the qualification Mm. everyone else is qualified so it's all about supporting them through that but yes when I mean recruitment's difficult because sometimes you can have someone sitting in front of you and you walk out and you think oh perfect how nice were they I think they'd be super for the job Um, and then when it comes to the crunch they're not but fortunately again we haven't had anyone like that uh, as yet Um, and a number of the people who have joined us have been kind of uh, recommended or introduced or referred to us which has been nice we've only used an agency twice I think Um, so so yeah very much who the person is is Mm. the key thing and then you know if we have to train the rest of it then then we'd rather do that it's such a good way to look because like you say I think there's certain skills of a job role that can be taught and you can like you say you can train them but the the other side of it to fit into a culture and be the type of person that you I guess you you want to fit into that team um, 
you know, and we're, I'm sure, like you say, everyone's different in the team. I'm sure there's different personalities, etc. But ultimately, share similar values and stuff. And that's because that's amazing. Because I, I, I would struggle to find many businesses that potentially grow from one, two, three, four people to eight, nine, ten, however long it goes on, but without anybody necessarily leaving and you sort of keep continually grow on that basis because people again back to the whole culture thing what you've created from the start and what I guess maybe what your vision was right at the start is that's been instilled right from the beginning right to, and it's still the same now as it was right at the start and everyone just comes in and fits into that that sort of model. absolutely and, and I think when you're in a service in, in service industry you know you, you're a person dealing with another person yeah. so you know those human relationship personality skills are, are massively key um, in so many ways you know whether you're giving them good news or bad news or yeah. indifferent news or, or or just passing the time of day um, and the one thing every single one of, of, of our uh, team uh, do is they, they, they care passionately mm. about um, representing the business in the right way but mm. as much as that representing themselves yeah. so that's been key and I think you know one of our members of the team has has moved to Scotland right. and they came to to us and said listen personal reasons we're we're moving to Scotland um, but I'd really still like to work for the business is that going to be a, a possibility and you know some people would look at that and go oh he's taking the mick isn't he yeah. I looked at that as a compliment you know, yeah, it's like absolutely. you're moving away, but you still don't. You want to still work for us, um, and because of the advent of technology and through yeah. COVID and everything, it's like, well, okay, there's obviously parameters yeah. and, and and everything that we've set in respect of that. But yeah, Chris is now up in Scotland, and um, okay. so yeah, we can now put uh, Hampshire, London, Sussex, and Scotland <laughs> on our business cards. <laughs> I love that. And that's that's such a like you said. What a, like for you as a leader, what. A, actually a lovely thing for someone to come and say like in a way that going you, you know what I, I've really enjoyed it here my circumstances are X but I want to what a brilliant thing like, like again I keep driving home and I keep talking about obviously the culture side of it but that is what you know you've created there that people want to what, what uh, I guess for me learning about culture within a company and why I find it so fascinating is because it's trying to create a place where people want to be we've got to work people got to go to work so if you want to try and create a place which clearly you're doing something right there mate even in that sense I guess which is which is brilliant to see because something I've reason I, I, I harp on about it I guess is because it's something I've found a challenge when we've spoke about offline but with the salon I really struggled with it really struggled with with trying to create a car I was trying to be a person I, I thought I should be as a leader and wasn't potentially maybe myself but being a non-hairdresser trying to lead a, a team of hairdressers was a really real challenge and I found it difficult and I said business didn't work and I ended up but that's why I guess one of the things learning from that we come out of them and learn and that's why I love talking about it so much because I do find it fascinating how people and I guess down to some key things I've taken from obviously what you're saying is, is your values that you talk about and one especially when obviously talking about your personal journey as well the empathy side of it looking at it from you seem to be able to look at things from other people's point of view like you said putting yourself in your thought process was I'll put myself what would they potentially be thinking in that sense and that's got it's got to be a key trait yeah and I think that's something that um I mean I was taught 
long time ago by you know somebody who I essentially was being mentored by accidentally really mm. more than anything. Um, and and you know when we I, I try and say to the team, you know we don't get it right all the time, but we try. Yeah. Um, that when you send out you know a, on a renewal report or a new business quote. There's a lot of stuff we have to send from a compliance perspective. Yeah, sure. So, and not many people read everything. Mm. In fact, they generally only read a little. <laughs> so, it's kind of, if you're receiving that as an individual and all you see is um, compliance speak, technical words, what are you going to do? You're right. just going to look at the price and go, oh, well, yeah, all right. Yeah. So we want to try and humanise it a little bit and, and, and make it a bit easier on the eye, I suppose, and, and just make it a bit more acceptable for, for, for the person receiving it because nine times out of ten, the people we're dealing with aren't professionals in insurance because they're professionals in manufacturing yeah, yeah. or sports and leisure or... <laughs> Gin making, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or or whatever it might be. So again, we have to put ourselves in their position in yeah, yeah. in the, in those times. And I think sometimes when we're pushed for time or there's an urgency about something, I think sometimes we can maybe lose sight of that a little yeah. bit. Um, so, but it's something that we, we we look at on a on a regular basis. Amazing. Well, we want to want to move on. We talked about obviously talked about some challenges um, and 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 that type of stuff. But also wanted to that. Um, Tell me about uh, you know over the nine years some some awards some successes. What's what's been your greatest achievement over the last nine years? Would you say greatest achievement? Oh, um, I'm not sure if there's been a greatest achievement. I think we've um, without wanting to do myself down, but I think we've had a a few little kind of ticks mm. uh, as we've gone along. I think um, as I said before, I think it's just starting the business, getting it off the ground in the first place. And surviving that first kind of year yeah. um, was was an achievement in itself. I think um, you mentioned awards. We, we got the most promising new business award in 2014 at the Sussex Business Awards, which was fantastic. Yeah. You know that really kind of uh, it did help from a credibility point of view. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we we picked up the insurance for the i360. Yeah. Now that was five years ago, and we were a team of three people. Um, so that was, uh, I know it splits opinion, it divides opinion, the i360, but for us as a business, one, to be able to ensure something so iconic, yeah. so original, there's nothing yeah, yeah. like it in the world, yeah. um, and to be picked from three brokers, the other two of which were a lot larger and had been around a lot longer than us, um, was a massive boost from a credibility point of view, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, when you're sure. out and about talking to people. And you kind of drop that in the conversation. Oh, to be fair, I did quite a lot. Um, it was, oh, do you? Blimey. And that's like, well, little old pressing insurance brokers Amazing. are looking after something like that. So Amazing. so that was an achievement. That was yeah, something sure. that kind of puts on the map a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I, th- I think the other achievement is just kind of, we're still here. Yeah. And and we're, we're moving in the right direction. And, and the last six months have probably been arguably the best six months the business has had wow. uh, off the back of uh, arguably uh, the most challenging yeah, 12 sure. months <laughs> so um which is all a bit bizarre really yeah. um but yeah so i'd i'd, I'd th- 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 they'd probably be the the, the kind of milestone yeah, things sure. if I, I look back on and that's nice isn't it like, looking back over the, the, those nine years and and little pockets each every few years every couple of years you know like you say milestone i think in 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 
in, in goals and or, or whatever within uh, a business that are important. But it's nice to get to those stages and go. That's a tick, and you know, and and as a team, we've done that, and then we've grown, and then you grow again. And it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. Um, just told about just on that thing. What what can you define what? Define what success looks like to you in as a business owner, where you are nine years now in the, in the business. What what would the success look like for you as a? Um, and is it the same as what it was when you very first started? Did you have that? At the moment, yeah, it is actually. It's kind of going to. We were a little bit behind plan just because of twenty seventeen eighteen yeah. and the challenges that that came along personally in that year. But overall, we're we're kind of there or thereabouts. So, I you know. Um, I'm I'm cool with that, um, but we're also not blinkered to potential future opportunities. Mm-hmm. We're speaking to two individuals at the moment, um, which could potentially increase our business by fifty percent. Wow! Um, and they're the right opportunities as well. Um, so that's quite exciting, mm-hmm. um, and and that could happen within the next six to twelve months. Um, and we're also that would then mean we'd have to employ more people as well. Yeah. Um, so I think I mean at the beginning there was no real delusions of grandeur. I think we wanted to get to a position where we were maybe ten to twelve people, hmm. um, and um, but with a profitable income to support that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that that's still really the plan, and, yeah. and, and we're we're on track. Um, I'm also really proud of the fact that the team that we've got are still with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a very... I think for, for a small business, it's... Well, I know I've worked in both. For a small business, it is... There's no hiding place, you yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. everyone gets the chance to do something and be recognised for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, as long as we turn around and say, well done and thank you, which yeah. you should do. Um, but at the same time, you know, it obviously warts and all. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but again, that's great because you can help. Because yeah. you know what's happening, yeah. and um, so that's a real um, nice thing for me that yeah. we're, we're we're still in that position too. Yeah. Nice, I tell you, one thing I like listening to your journey and and what I find and and correct me if I'm wrong, I guess, but I, I talk again a little about. Um, with the journey people would it, it, I, I was very guilty of it the whole destination for, I want to get there I want to get there where do I want to get now where am I trying to get to what's this end goal where's this destination like rather than actually focusing taking a step and actually enjoying the journey but what it seems like from from what you're describing is that look we've started here we had a bit of a plan and we've gone along this plan in a really nice growth way in a, in a you know sustainable way and a, so Almost then, do you get to, as a business owner, do you get to, um, as again, we've talked about a lots of challenges you face, mm. but do you get to enjoy that journey? Have you enjoyed the journey of the last nine years? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, give, as you say, give or take the, 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 the various ch- challenges to different degrees. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, people say, oh, are you pleased you did it? Um, and they all, and I obviously responded, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the next question is generally, oh, do, didn't you wish that you'd done it earlier? Mm. And that's always a difficult question because you can't go back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I learned previous probably really, really, really helped me mm. um, with the startup and everything. So if it had started earlier, I wouldn't necessarily have had that experience yeah. and, and background knowledge, etc. cetera. Um, and at the same time, it's all about opportunity. And and the opportunity was the right opportunity with the right person, 
my at business. At the right time. At the right time. Yeah, it was like bing. Was like, oh, oh, if I'm ever going to do this, no. this is the time to yeah. do it. And my business partner was, he just said, listen, I believe you can do this. I have complete faith in you. I think you'll smash it out of the park. And when somebody who's a friend of yours, but you've never worked with, yeah, yeah. kind of pulls you to one side and tells you that unequivocally and yeah. completely sincerely, um, it gives you a little shot in the arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he's been nothing other than supportive ever since. So That's amazing. That's amazing. Like I say, it's short. if anything, we, again, I'll repeat myself with the, you know, using the word authentic and that's what we want to try and live as our lives and authentic and and, and live our own truth and, and, you know, not getting too deep or spiritual about it, but that, that's what we want to try and do. So, and, and surely then, we go through our life and and enjoying that journey because it can be really tough as a business owner. Spin some plates and long hours from time to time and time not spent with family or whatever and, and that can be tough. But ultimately, on a whole, if you're enjoying that journey, that's what that's why we do it. Surely that mm. we create these things, and I guess that's what I'm I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to tap into is is exactly that like that 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 the whole journey of the business, the ups and downs and everything in between try and take those moments because I think Kathy when I spoke to Kathy as well she sort of alluded to that type of thing she went seems always on the go always on the go and don't really Covid actually allowed her to actually go hmm, let's just have a little bit of a stop and, and look at stuff and I think that's uh, mm. and maybe it did for a lot of us I think certainly yeah yeah, yeah I think I, I think so it, it gave people the opportunity to uh, inspect the navel a little bit and I think um, but also, you know, you look at the physical uh, reactions to that from a, like you walk into the Grand, mm. and the Grand looks amazing, yeah. you know, because they've had the time to do s- the decorating yeah, and all yeah. that. You know, I'm not saying it looks shabby before yeah, I tell yeah. you, please, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> uh, but but it, it does look amazing. Yeah. You know, done a ama- really good job of it. it look, it's a, it's a beautiful place. Um, so people have taken the chance. That's what I'm trying to kind yeah, of get at. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. To, to, yeah, sit back, have a look, refresh. Um, and and maybe learn from some of the experiences and do things slightly differently, mm. um, hopefully in a, in in a better way. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, right, one thing I did want to again, this is back to me trying to reach out, I guess, and find out from other people about um, how they do stuff and what. It, so running business is tough. It can be ups and downs, the good, the bad, everything. What? Um, because of the busy lifestyle, how do you, you know, you talked about creating time for family and stuff, which I know, like you said, very important to you. So, but how, how do you create a work-life balance? What do you? Yeah, um, sometimes I get it really right, and sometimes I get it really wrong. <laughs> um, I think I've started to get better at it. Um, I think the thing with um, having your own business is um, it does give you the flexibility, mm. and that's why I'm quite conscious from the staff point of view, that they have a bit of flexibility mm. too. Like they need to take their kids to school and yeah. that's where the working from home has really helped some people, which is, which is great. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a balance, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a really difficult one to, to, uh, to get right all the time. Um, I think you have to manage expectations. Yeah. I think you have to kind of make it clear as to why you're doing what you're doing and, mm-hmm. and what you're doing it for and where the final result is ending. Mm. You know, um, we've got a house 
Um, we've me and my wife have both got a car. The kids are both at school. They don't really want. They're not spoilt, but they don't really want for anything. Yeah. Um, so that all comes from somewhere. Yeah. And you shouldn't. I think as a family unit, you shouldn't lose sight of yeah. that. And that's not um, just pointing at me saying that I'm providing for all of that. Yeah. But it's recognizing that. It's recognizing what Susie's doing yeah. while I'm doing the work thing, yeah. which, as you know, involves sometimes a few nights out yeah, or yeah. evenings out or days out yeah, or yeah. weekend things. Um, and also how, you know, the boys support as yeah. well. So, yeah, every now and again, don't get me wrong, um, you know, she's been great at just pulling the reins in a little bit and saying, yeah. do you really need to do this? Do you really need to do that? Yeah, yeah, Actually, sure. we want to do this this weekend or yeah. whatever. Um, but having that open form of communication has has been key and as i say i haven't always got it right there's been some there's been some interesting times in that regard but uh you know i think as the business grows and you have a team yeah um and the business has less reliance on you from a day-to-day operational um that yeah that that becomes a a bit easier um i've i've kind of taken a view this was following a big chat with my business partner earlier on in the year i try not to work do client work on a Friday. Yeah. So Fridays I keep clear now for looking at the business from a strategy point of view. Yeah. So working on it rather than in it. Brilliant, yeah. Um, or maybe doing some corporate entertaining or just having a day off and going yeah. and have lunch with, with, with my wife. So, um, and that's the bit that I haven't really got right yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I was reminded about the other day. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it... But, it it's it's there's no easy fix to it, I don't think, yeah. and it's just everyone understanding each other's positions and and getting getting through the difficult times. I think. I guess again, something that's coming out of that from what you're saying and what's come through the whole podcast today, I guess, is is communication, whether it be with staff, family, whatever it is. If that communication's got his key, isn't it? And I yeah. think it's just trying to understand that from a business point of view. Like you said, there is sometimes that. I've got to do this. This has got to be done. But I'm conscious that that's taking me out for a long time. So um, you're reminding me of that. I'm aware of it. I'll, I'll maybe make some changes mm. next week when I can do X, Y, and Z. But what the, what the business has also done is it's opened up fantastic opportunities for for my kids. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Charlie who's a massive cricket fan. You know, I've been members of the Players Club at Sussex, yeah. and I've shared the box with with Cardens, with Barry, and. And so he's been he's been open to meeting the players, etc. Since about yeah. the age of five, <laughs> and um, you know we've been to T Twenty Finals Day. We went back to the hotel after this uh, with the players and yeah, had a drink yeah, with them. Amazing. And you know those kind of experiences as a fifteen year old child, you, you're never going to forget. And that's that, and that's come out of my business, isn't it? Yeah. For no other reason, I wouldn't have had those kind of opportunities if it wasn't for the business. Yeah. Same with Archie, we've managed to get him some work during the summer at the Hove Club and and at Sussex. He's done the bar work at Sussex before. Uh, he's he's had uh, work experience at Mayo and Baxter's, who are, who are a client of ours and yeah. good friends. You know, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, you yeah. know them well as well. So. You know, all these things have also come out of the, the, the so much positive yeah, of the yeah, business. Yeah. You know yeah. that we wouldn't necessarily have had uh, the chances or opportunities otherwise. So yeah. um, and brilliant. yeah, we have just got to make sure we don't forget that. I love it. So, f- just finally, what, what do you do to what do you do to switch off? Can, can do you find it easy to switch off? And what do, what do you do to do that? 
No, I don't find it easy to switch <laughs> off. I think you, you can ask Susie that and she'll tell you. Um, but running is something I love doing and I haven't been able to do since September last year. I've only just started up again because of a foot injury. But um, that, for me, got me through lockdown as well. I'm kind of going out at 6, 6.30 in the morning, sun coming up, running along the seafront. Yeah. That's a great getaway for me. I love that with a passion. So that's that's... That's been really difficult not being able to do that for mm. the last year. Um, I do some personal training sessions with somebody I've known for years who um, had my back when it all kicked off with Archie and, and was massively supportive. Um, and and you know, that's probably really more for a mind point of view yeah. uh, than, it, than, than body, really. Um, but... Yeah, so those two things, and then obviously the drumming is is the biggest yeah, 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 is course. the biggest escapism. You know, those kind of three or four hours in the rehearsal studio, or a couple of hours during a gig, where you're behind the kit, and basically there's nothing other than the music that you're thinking about. Amazing, and that's um, yeah, that's a real buzz. That's a real buzz. And, um, and I've I've seen I've seen you play, and you can tell you're just absorbed in it. And that must be a lovely thing, actually, because there's not many things. I, I, I'm similar to you. I love running and stuff, but not something I do necessarily where I I completely absorb myself in something like that. Like I, I think that's amazing. Like I said, I've watched you a few times. You can tell there is nothing else on your mind at that point. You're just in that zone, just drumming away. Sweaty mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit, mate. A little bit. <laughs> ah, it's amazing. That's, yeah. that's amazing. But wow. other than that, it's it's um, you know food and drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, both Susie and I, you know, love our food yeah. um, and. You know, being able to go and stay somewhere nice and have a nice meal yeah. is that's that's a really nice thing for for us two to do. Yeah. Um, and that I do switch off when we go and do that when we when we make the effort and go and do that. That's not, I've actually just want to touch on but obviously the food because you've become trustee at Table Talk Foundation as well, yes. you, recently. But there's um, and I, you know since I've known you uh, uh, over the last 10 years that you do a lot of stuff for, for charities and they've supported Rocking Horse and Teenage Cancer Trust and stuff like that. That's obviously something important to your charity work and, and stuff that you do supporting charities. Yeah, yeah. Whenever whenever I talk about charity, I just remember Smashy and Nicey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all for, in the studio. All, all for charity, all for mate. Charity, mate. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, when we started the business, we wanted to, we wanted to uh, have a charity that we supported and... Mm. Um, uh, Ryan had just moved from Juice to Rocking Horse, yeah. um, which I didn't know about at the time. And I'd already kind of contacted Rocking Horse and said, listen, we want to have a charity. Um, Archie, bless him, was nine weeks early when he was born and spent eight weeks in the Trevor Man. And they were fantastic. They basically kept him kept him alive. Yeah. And uh, so I said, right, you know, if there's going to be somewhere that we're going to look to support them we'll we do Rocking Horse because that yeah, yeah. helps fund it and it turned out that Ryan was was there yeah, as yeah. chief exec and um, so that was that was certainly the first thing and then obviously when Archie was unwell we looked to support uh, Teenage Cancer Trust also Children with Cancer in, in Polgate uh, who are a fantastic little charity yeah. and were one of the first ones to support him actually wow. um, so I did I did I did a run for both of them um, and various other things, and you know, obviously we did the the, um, the gig for TCT over yeah. at the i360, which which was, which was great and so well supported. Very humbling yeah. how the local community come together in in this uh, in this area. Yeah, it, it, it truly was. Um, and then yeah, table talk. Um, you know, it's all about putting 
education into the schools about food and you know, where where the food comes from, the provenance of the food, yeah. um, getting chefs in there to help the kids understand, to help them cook, as well as helping you know the hospitality um, industry um, in mental health awareness yeah. and those that have had a hard time. And of course, we look after a lot of hospitality businesses, yeah, and sure. that's been hell for them in the last year and a half. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, yeah, we we get involved and 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 um, yeah, just try and help wherever we can. Yeah. Really, it's oh, amazing, mate. That's amazing. I know how much work you do for them. So this is, you know, it's brilliant. And obviously, you know, Rocking Horse is close to my heart, so it's great that, uh, how much you've supported that as well. So. Um, Right, we're just coming towards the end. Um, final real question before we do our quick fire one. So what does the future hold for Noel and Preston Insurance? Um, oh, it, was, it, it was funny because the last guy we employed um, has been at three firms previously. And whenever you look at a CV and you say, um, oh, he's been there for two years, been there for just under two years, been, been yeah. there for two years, you think, oh, he's just jumping, jumping around. So obviously we asked the question. And uh, he said, well, as it turns out, he said, every time I joined these firms, I thought I was joining an independent Sussex brokers. And every single one of them, within two years, sold out to the big corporate consolidators. Mm. Um, and that's not who I want to work for. So I said, well, that means then, if we do employ you, that uh, you'll either have a nice long career here, uh, or I'll be sitting on a beach next year. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was, yeah, we had a bit of fun with that. But no, I mean, I, I've got no intention of selling. Um, you know, we've, we, we haven't, you know, we, I know we're nearly nine years in, but we haven't really started the journey yet. Um, there's uh, a lot, lot to do um, in what we want to achieve. Again, no delusions, d- delusions of grandeur, but also we've got people in the, in the, in the business but also want a career. Mm. And you've got to manage that uh, because you don't want them to leave. Yeah. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm conscious of that and, and that the future brings something not only to me, but to mm. them in opportunity yeah. and advancement and all mm. that kind of stuff. So all of those things are kind of considered. When I took the decision in the first instance, it was really just to have a choice. You know, where, where I was before, it was literally, right, you're going to work 20 years and retire. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is going to be, right, well, I've got this business, so what do I do? Do I start to come away a little bit and just become a bit of a chief exec or like a, you know, the advocate for the business or an ambassadorial type of role, whatever words you want to use? Um, or, you know, do I sell? Yeah. Um, and that's certainly not on the cards at the moment, and I've told told the guys that. Um, but it, yeah, really, just have an option. I'd love to see Preston Insurance bro- brokers go on beyond me. Yeah, yeah, that would be really quite heartening for me. I, I'd, I'd love to see that happen. Um, but you know, it's very difficult to sit here and go, "That's what's going to happen," because who knows what could happen in yeah. the next four years, three, four, five years. Uh, eight years. Who knows? So is, is legacy then something that quite is that quite important like, to you? Like leaving a legacy like that? Something, yeah, that and I think you know I've had conversations with people about. Oh, yeah, you think about that now, but when someone comes with a big check, that all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wait until that challenge <laughs> yeah. kind of presents itself. A, a nice challenge, maybe. It, it would be a nice challenge to have, but. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not so sure. You know, we're, we're again. You know, I'm not too fussed about the big house and the yacht and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I just want a, a, a really. You know, I want a decent living for 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 me and the family. Yeah. Um. So. Um. But yeah, 
I, I can't, there's no, no yeah. there's no actual definitive answer to that. Like yeah, yeah. I'm retiring in eight years and yeah, selling sure. the business and everyone else. But that, never mind. A, but <laughs> you know, for me, that's quite a nice way of looking at it in a sense that, you know, again, it's back to that thing of, as I alluded to, it seems like you enjoying the journey so far. Yeah, and. and want to just continue on that journey whatever that looks like in five years like some people do they get into business and they go right i've got a five-year plan that's what i'm going to do sell bang and i want to make me money and i'll come out great well, fair fine. play other people go i want a lifestyle business that i'm going to work that gives me the opportunity to do x y and z i think ultimately the the key is as a entrepreneur business owner that you you run your own business you do what you do because it as you've just mentioned it gives you opportunities and options that's what. Yeah. That's why we do it, and we, and you have got them options, like you say. Whether that be I'm going to sell in three years' time, whether it be that you work for another ten years as you are now, grow it to a stage that you then take a step back. There's just options there, and who knows? But ultimately, whatever that looks like over the next five, ten, twenty years, you are you've got the options to yeah. there be some options there. I was speaking to somebody uh, last week who was who's an ex owner of a, an insurance broker's business who I've known for years, 20 years, and he sold last year or the mm. year before last. And I said to him, I said, oh, how are you enjoying retirement? He goes, I hate it. <laughs> I said, absolutely hate it. He said, I, I'm, I'm bored. I really miss it. He said, you know, all my clients were friends. You know, yeah. so it's like someone said, I can't speak to my friends anymore. Yeah. And he said, a lot of the people that used to work for me got upset and left because the culture changed. Clients are leaving, he said. So everything I've worked for over the last twenty odd years mm. is just falling apart, and he said and that really hurts. Yeah. And I think I'd probably feel the same. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's all a bed of roses at the yeah. end of it, um, especially when you have such an uh, an emotional attachment yeah. uh, to it. And as you know, I can be emotional sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we both, mate? Can't we both? <laughs> but, oh, that, that is great, cause, and, that, and that's a, a great way to sort of finish off before we do the quick-fire question, because it, it is, and like I said, I think the whole thing that's come along now, it's, it's all about enjoy that journey all the way through, because if if you are, that, that what you're striving for at the end, or this goal, this thing that you're going to get to, Maybe and all. There was a book I, I listened to by I got one of the podcasts I listened to, Diary of a CEO and Stephen Bartley. He wrote a book, Happy Sexy Millionaire. Guy, 25 years old, sold social chain for 200 million. And he had this ambition when he was young. He wrote in his diary, I'm going to be a multimillionaire by the time I'm 25. And he achieved these goals. Got to that point and was the most unhappy he'd ever been. Multimillionaire, but got to a point where he hadn't, because what, what, what is it now? What's the, because ultimately we, live life with a purpose surely and then if you if you've got that purpose if that's taken away because you think that's what you you, you want to achieve it's like, like again i'm keep going back to that thing of what's this getting there this destination if isn't mm. it like life's life's for living enjoy it enjoy that journey on the way and you know and where see what let the chips fall where they may yeah <laughs> yeah but, um mate listen it's been it's been fascinating and lovely chatting to you. As always, we just finish off with our quick fire questions. So, first one up: What advice would you give to a young entrepreneur or someone wanting to start their own business? Uh, uh, do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> um, I think um, there were three things really that came into my head when uh, I probably after I'd started that I wish I'd thought about before, but fortunately. 
it didn't matter because they were already there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but if it's something you really, really want to do, yeah. then you'll generally succeed. If it's something that you enjoy doing as well, then you'll generally succeed. And then if you surround yourself with really positive, supportive, helpful people, then that for me is the, the, the third of the three. And uh, I was fortunate to have that as well as obviously the, the, the drive to want to do it and to do something that I enjoyed. And I think when you're running your own business and when you're the, of, a, of a certain size, um, you can wake up in the morning and you can make changes very quickly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to go through six months of committee meetings or <laughs> yeah. board meetings or whatever. You can go into the office and go, right, guys, we're going to do this going forward because boom, 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 boom. Yeah. We're going to start it from, I don't know, 1st of March. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is why we're doing it. And that freedom to be able to change things um, with the times or in advance of what you think could be happening yeah. um, it's great. Amazing. Love that. Love that. Um, okay, finally, um, can you give me three traits you think a person needs to be a good business person, entrepreneur? Uh, hard work. Um, the phone I was speaking to somebody this morning who we had a chat with last year about you know, potentially doing a partnership with. Um, and uh, he's been doing it for a year and a half now. And he's doing all right. But I said, oh, hey, how are you finding it? Oh, my God. It's hard work, isn't it? <laughs> and it is. You know, there's there's yeah. no dressing it up. It's it's hard work. So if you if you're willing to work hard, um, but smart, yeah, which you don't always do to start with, <laughs> yeah, sure. um, then that would be the first trait. Um, I think uh, sincerity uh, would be the second because I know I've had people sit in front of me and think. There's no, he's not, he or yeah. she or whoever yeah. is really not sincere about what they're trying to get me to buy or yeah. whatever it might be. So sincerity is key. And thirdly, just just be yourself. Yeah. You know, that's not for me. That's not the same as sincerity. No. Uh, but just be yourself. Yeah. You know, um, there's no point in being anybody other than 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 who you are. And um, you know, as long as you have respect for other people, you have empathy with other people. Um, then they'll accept you as yourself. Amazing. I love that. What a great way to finish. Mate, listen, thank you so much for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Absolutely brilliant chance here. As I said right in my introduction, one of, not only have we worked together and stuff, but become actually really good friends and are, you know, you are genuinely one of the nicest people I've, I've met since I've come down here. And um, listen, absolute pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for, and again, for just your openness and honesty with everything throughout the podcast. So, um, and listen, long, long may Preston Insurance continue its growth and success. Thank you, my friend. Likewise, Captain Thank Business you. Clubs. Talk, man. All Thank good. you, mate.